got to be connected defensively. I mean, Asbury and John Michael Wright and Bryce Thompson, those three guards all can really, really score and shoot it. Um, and then you got your bigs. You know, you got three of the big shot blockers, Cisse, and then the All League player, uh, Boom. So we've got it. We've got to really, you know, guards or guards can't get them loose and going with some trees. Transition D, but then rebounding. They they can really rebound with their legs, and we can't limit those second chance. We got to limit those second chance points. And for us, offensively, we got to stay confident. You know, they're they're, they're elite defensively. Um, they're they're number one in our league. We've, we've got them. You know, play through some misses, play through some block shots, and then. Diversity knocked down some shots. There you go. Keys to the game tonight from uh, OU head coach Porter Moser. Yeah, I, I would agree with all of those. I would also say uh, don't get out-rebounded like you have in the first two games. OU uh, lost the rebound battle by 10 in the second matchup. In Norma, they lost the rebound battle by 5 in the uh, first matchup against Stillwater. So OSU was the only team in the Big 12 to beat OU by double digits in both of those games. Uh, Yeah, can't go 5 of 22 from 3 like you did in the last game or 4 of 15 from 3. Really, OU kind of did everything wrong in those two matchups. You're hoping that they do everything right tonight to be able to play uh, on Thursday in the Big 12 tournament because, Travis, if they lose tonight, well... No NIT. Uh, this is probably the end of the season if you go down tonight in KC. Yeah, and, uh, you know, our last look at uh, a lot of the people that have kind of made up the face of this Oklahoma basketball squad and kind of the the changing of the guard, no pun intended, uh, to Otego and uh, Milos Uzon. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, Tyler, it's going to come down to what it always does against OSU. They've got athletic bigs. Tanner Gross cannot get in foul trouble early. And it's almost it's almost an every game occurrence that he's battling down low and there's an elbow or something and there's a just a, a foul away from the ball and he looks up and just kind of throws his hands up. We can't, you can't have those. You've got to make competitive plays. If you if you need to foul, uh, you know, pick your spots. But yeah, I mean, if you get in foul trouble early against this team, they're too talented down low. Uh, for us to stand a, sh- a chance. How's everyone feeling tonight? What's your confidence level? Let's hear it. 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I tell you, I am surprised about one thing when it comes to this matchup. And we discussed it late in the show yesterday. The spread was released and OSU was a one-point favorite. Now, I didn't think that OSU was going to be an eight- or nine-point favorite, but OSU is a one-point favorite. I thought it might be around the three-point number, something like that. But when I saw OSU open as just a one-point favorite, I thought, okay, well, by the time we get to tip-off tomorrow night, that that number might climb to two-and-a-half, three, three-and-a-half. We'll see what it does. I'm looking at it right now, and that number has dropped. It is currently a pick between OU and Oklahoma State tonight. Maybe some will have the thought on the text line of hard to beat a team three times. Yes, that's certainly the case. But when one of those teams has beaten you by 10 and then 16 in the first matchup, I am a little bit surprised here that this line has dropped all the way down to a, a pick here. I don't know if there's anything going on on the OSU side. I haven't heard anything, but... It probably shouldn't give me some confidence or more confidence going into this thing, but I guess this betting line is making me a little bit more positive about this thing tonight. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I can't explain that line. That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, but, you know, if you think back, Tyler, uh, right after that win against Alabama, that, that now outlier of a win as we, as we understand it currently, uh, you know, the, the rumors of Porter Moser to Notre Dame really started to take hold, right? You know, we were talking about it. The next four games, we lose all four, none of them by single digits. I mean, 71-61, like you said, the, the OSU game, I get blown out by an unranked West Virginia team, get blown out by Baylor, and then Kansas uh, comes in and, and smokes us, one of our worst losses against Kansas at home in, in, in really the series history. But then... After that game, that's when you when you heard Porter say, nope, I'm not taking the Notre Dame job, don't believe the rumors, this, that, and the other. And honestly, I know this sounds crazy, but I think they flipped a little bit of a switch. You turn around and you get a, 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 a big win over Kansas State. Uh, you, you follow that up with two. You got three ranked wins since that game, and you've gone three and three. I mean, so with that, I think this is a little bit different of a team I think they're bought in even more and I really do think those two dynamic freshmen are taking more of the load and getting more confidence I think that's why I give us a little bit better of a shot against Oklahoma State yeah by the way here's an epic typo that uh, sent me for you know I I was like okay I like this and then the typo was uh, oh okay the text says basketball for the men will be fine tonight okay all right there's someone that's uh, being positive well, the typo, it, it said fine, but it meant for done, and they corrected it. So it says basketball for the men will be done tonight. So, yeah, I thought, okay, what? first response there. We got some positivity. Uh, not so much. It was a typo. Wow. What an unfortunate uh, autocorrect that yeah. uh, that completely changed <laughs> the context whatsoever. That's incredible. Uh, Brian in Tulsa says, my confidence level is like me in math class. Could be great, but could be worse than usual. So I don't know. This team is so hard to figure out. Um, I mean, it is true. Like, you really don't know what you're going to get. Like, this has been a team all year long that you can't necessarily judge one performance and use it as a barometer as to what's going to happen in the next handful of games. Whatever happens in one game, be it blowing out Alabama or getting blown out by Oklahoma State, you cannot take that into the next game because it could be and probably is going to be totally different. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah the Jekyll and Hyde. I know it's cliche. I know it's overused, but I mean it's true. What's crazy is you know early in the season we're talking about close wins, right? I mean seventy seven seventy six over West Virginia uh, back in January, the overtime win with Texas Tech. I mean you're, you're you're looking at you're looking at some close contests early, even back to tournament time with Ole Miss. But these last three wins, Tyler, over all over ranked teams, mind you, it's. 14 against Kansas State, 11 against Iowa State, and then 14 against TCU. I mean, it's just been – it's weird, Tyler. It's just weird. Why are we blowing out ranked teams all of a sudden? Know. And when we couldn't when we couldn't string together – I mean, we had a three-game losing streak before Bama, then the Bama aberration, and then four-game losing streak, and then all of a sudden now we've got three blowout wins over, over top 25 teams. I, it, I just – I don't think it can be explained. I don't think it's to the point, Tyler, where we, you and I can sit here and say, well, I can't explain it. I don't think anybody can. I, I, I don't think you can find it. Well, it's going to get worse, Travis, because it's going to be the weekend of the Elite Eight, and we're going to be sitting here saying, 
OU beat two out of the Elite Eight teams that are still alive. It'll be like yeah, uh, Alabama be and Kansas State or something like that. We're to say, that OU team, seriously, they beat 25% of the teams that are in the Elite Eight. And one of them, they absolutely blew them out on, their, on, uh, on OU's home floor. Uh, I don't get it. Well, and that's what's weird, Tyler, is when you watch kind of the national you know, broadcasts of these games and whatnot, and even when you're watching other Big 12 games, you know, I like to tune in and watch some of the other games in the league because it's such a good league. And they talk about, obviously, the bubble and, you know, what, what, how deep the conference is and everything like that. And even the national guys are like, we don't know what's going on with Oklahoma, but we know you don't want to play them. Like, we, we know that, we know that other teams don't want to see them in the tournament because you don't know what to expect. You could have a, a team that's got, you know, a bunch of, uh, ranked wins under their belt, more so than really anybody else that's outside, uh, the tournament. Um, or you get a team that, uh, you know, is getting blown out in historic fashion by teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I would rather uh, just have consistency and know what to expect if, uh, out of my opponent, I think, rather than just, like volatility. It's why like unpredictability is is a very concerning thing. Well, your fanhood is why you keep coming back every single night to watch this team. But there's also the element of uh, literally anything could happen here. I, I I mean I have to watch because God knows what's going to happen tonight. Uh, who knows? Four oh four says on a scale of confidence one to ten, I'm at a five. Uh, Western Oaky Sky Chicken. That's got to be one of the more unique names that we have on the text line. Tyler, Sooners beat Texas tomorrow. Now you know who wins tonight. Oh. Don't let this team get hot and win a couple games. One last tease to finish off the year. Exactly. That's the last thing we need. Oh, um, emotions. Have a tease going to the weekend. Oh, man. Tyler from Kellyville, confidence level is non-existent. Uh, This one says this team is literally the box of chocolates that Forrest Gump's had. Yes, you never know what you're going to get. But instead, half of them are chocolates and the other half are like... Toothpaste? <laughs> something, yeah, exactly. They're the jelly bean game, Travis. Or That's what they are. Or uh, like that. This is either buttered popcorn <laughs> or it's uh, booger flavored. Uh, yeah, exactly. Go ahead. That's, that's, that's watching <laughs> OU on a night in, night out basis. Let's hope it's not the uh, boogers tonight against uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah, man, um, it's been tough for OU to slow down Caleb Boone, which he's had a really nice year. He scored, and he's one of those big men that we've been talking about for OSU. He had 18 in the last matchup, and then he had uh, 15 in the first matchup. Cisse, um, Cisse played in that first matchup. He didn't start, but when he was in there, he played well. Cisse had 18 points in that last matchup uh, in Norman. You know, OU can absolutely win this game tonight. We know what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to shoot it better than uh, 5 of 22 from 3 like they did last time. But even if OU wins this game, like this is a very tough matchup for OU. These teams are just constructed. Travis really totally different, and OSU has an identity. You got to give it up for them, and their identity is they're they're elite defensively. I think they're number one in the Big Twelve, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And and Tyler, I, I think what concerns maybe not concerns, but maybe annoys OU fans when we play Oklahoma State is what we need. They have. Right, yeah. Athle- athletic bigs, and I, and I think in the portal, um, you know, this off season, I think with our two outstanding freshman guards that got a lot of playtime this year, I think we're going to be able to attract that. But I think that's what's frustrating, especially in this in that last game. Yeah. You brought up all of uh, all the stats. It's, I mean, it's that that's what we want to be, not necessarily Oklahoma State as a team, 
But, man, give us just a couple of those guys, and this team looks way different. Um, now everyone's trying to come up with funny typos to make us, uh, you know, throw, throw our emotions oh, around no. a little bit. Tyler from Kellyville, OU wins the conference championship. Then there's about 45 dots. Sorry, that was a typo. ORU wins the conference championship, which definitely has a chance of happening, by the way. Oh, absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. Um, I guess there's a chance if OU wins tonight – ORU's probably the only team in the state of Oklahoma that's in the NCAA tournament. That's what that looks like. Well, as we all kind of suspected, man, ORU just the powerhouse of the Sooner State, right? I mean, goodness well, gracious. Well, Travis, that's that's not going to be a coach that's going to be there very they've long made, Did they make it to the Sweet 16? Was that two years ago? Is that how far they made it? Or was it just the round of 32? Because if it was the Sweet it, 16, that's the deepest run a team in the state has made since I think Buddy Heald was at OU. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, it would it, it would have to be. I yeah, because they got beat by Arkansas, right? They got beat by Arkansas yes, in that game, and I can't remember if it was the round of thirty-two or if it was the Sweet Sixteen. If it was the Sweet Sixteen, that's ORU has the deepest run in the state of Oklahoma in like six or seven years. Which and is I, and, crazy and I think uh, I'm pretty confident that that's going to hold up this year. Um, yeah, 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 yes, yeah, I think so. Uh, One more. Did Doc really shaggy dog the van for the trip to Kansas City? Oh, Dumb and Dumber reference. The Shaggin' Wagon is what you're talking about. Yeah. I I hope so. I think he did. I I love the Shaggin' Wagon in Dumb and Dumber where you have to lift the uh, hind leg up to uh, put gas in it. That's personally my favorite part. I mean, what's the point, Tyler, of living out there if you don't take it to KC, right? Yeah. What's I mean? You're kind of—that's the advantage you have. Yeah, I think so. Driving around to all the destinations in the Big Twelve—that's how you get to see the country with that van. It's pretty sweet. All right, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Yeah, we'll be talking a lot about this uh, Bedlam Men's Hoops game tonight in Kansas City, but a lot of football as well. We have a Twitter question out right now on uh, our Twitter page at KREF Sports. If you could name it, who should OU football's upcoming $175 million facility be named after? Some of you are serious. A lot of you are being funny about it. We'll read some of those responses and a whole lot more coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Need to upgrade your Kubota equipment, but want to make sure you're getting the best deal? Great Plains Kubota helps you save when... It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Keep it going on the Air Coverage Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. By the way, ORU, that was a Sweet 16 uh, birth for them uh, in 2020. They were a 15 seed, Travis, and they beat two seed Ohio State in the first round, and then they beat seven seed Florida. They, they beat Ohio State in overtime in the first round, then they beat seven seed Florida by three in the second round, and almost beat, God, almost beat three seed Arkansas in the Sweet 16. They lost by two. I remember watching that game. Yeah, I, I was actually uh, I owned Cardinal Club at the time, and uh, I had two ORU. Uh, 
uh, students that would uh, come in and sit in the cigar lounge and watch all the games. They figured they watched the first game there just because it was on, and then since they won, they made it a tradition. So, yes, I am. Uh, I do remember that run now. Am I supposed to root for ORU in the NCAA tournament this year? Am I supposed to root for Houston? Am I supposed to just pick someone random? Am I supposed to root for uh, whoever I picked to win the national championship? I need to figure you're, that out unless OU is going to make it a, a, a crazy run here. You're supposed to root for whoever you get in the 68-team giveaway that uh, KRF's doing. That's true. Yeah, coming up on Monday, we'll be at the Buffalo Wild Wings in more from noon till 7. We'll start giving away teams at 2 p.m. I won't get a team, though, so I'm just trying to figure out who uh, I'm supposed to root for to, to, to win it all. I don't know. I, I feel like most OU fans will root for Kelvin Sampson to, to win it this year at Houston. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I feel like most fans will. If they're not like outright, like they're not going to root against Kelvin Sampson, I wouldn't think. No, I think uh, you know they might think, hey, maybe if uh, maybe if Kelvin gets upset really early, he'll want to leave Houston. <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> that that's going to happen. Well, maybe Kellen. Like you know, there's got to be an angle in there somewhere, Tyler. Uh, all right, so uh, our Twitter question, who should OU football's upcoming $175 million facility be named after? Before we get to the text line, I'm going to read some of the responses that we have here. Gunny says Stoops or Selman, so it should be named after. Thomas says if it's not named after Bob Stoops, it shouldn't be named after anybody. EB says Thad Turnip, uh, Turnip Seed. Evan says call it the Legend Lounge. Uh, Bob Stoop Center says Chris, the Robert Anthony Stoop Center, Stoops, Bob Stoops, here's Bob with the bottle of tequila, uh, Robert Anthony Stoops, here's a Stoop Center, another Stoops, here's a Miss Selman. Seems like everyone's on the train like, yeah, let's name this thing after Bob Stoops. Come on, what are we doing here? Yeah, what I hope they they don't do, Tyler, is uh, I hope they don't just put it out to bid and bid the naming rights like, you know, we see for – you know, stadiums and dorms, and I get that's what I mean. You have to you have to build them, right? And the money's got to come from somewhere, and that's a that's a very attractive thing to sell, right? Hey, for you know, ten million bucks, we can put your name on it. Oh, good, we need that ten million bucks. Uh, but the uh, Castiglione Castle uh, from Ooh, uh, my buddy Lamar, okay, I kind of like that. Yeah. I'm a big alliteration guy, and that one uh, that one checks that box. But yeah, I think it feels like it's got to be somebody like that, like a like a Josie or like a Bob or something like that. I, uh, I'm i all aboard naming it after a friend of the station, Bob Stoops. I think that would be awesome. You know how he is about uh, getting attention towards him. He doesn't love it. He'd much rather have someone else get the recognition. But if they want it, if they want to give it out to whoever donates the most money, I hope that person says, yeah, let's just put, you can put my name in there somewhere, but put Bob Stoops' name on the front door. That's how that should work. Right, and I hope that if it is named in, in some way tied to uh, Bob Stoops or the Stoops family or, or however they'd want to phrase it, Tyler, I just hope there is a hidden cigar and tequila bar <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> like I mean, I'm talking easy? about... Like, you, oh, yeah. You can't, the only a few people can actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to pull a face mask down <laughs> in the equipment room, and all of a sudden this... The door opens up, or maybe it's maybe it's in the basement or something like that. Like I would hope that that would be Bob's only request. Yeah. The uh, if you're an award winner, you get the uh, secret knock on how to access the, uh, the the secret lounge downstairs. 
Yeah, national award winners only. National award winners, Heisman Trophy winners, all Americans. That's who gets Ooh. to access it uh, down there. Yeah, that's why you come to Oklahoma, right there. That'd be yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> what happens to the Barry Switzer Center? Says the nine one eight. I don't think anything that like that's the good news about this is in the past when you've wanted to like redo the facilities or redo the locker room, they've had to go out in some portable trailers outside the stadium. Like you're not gonna have to you know. You're not going to have to go anywhere else while this is getting done. It's going to be done like, away from the campus. It's going to be – I mean, not away from the campus, away from the stadium. It's going to be very close to it. But you can still stay in the locker room and everything that you have now until that's done. Right. And I, it's my understanding, Tyler, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, but those will be used for other athletic offices, kind of an all-athletic, yeah. all-purpose athletics office because it is gorgeous. I mean, it's yeah. very nice. The offices are very nice. They're big. Obviously, Brent's office is incredible. Uh, they could turn that into a dining room if they needed to. It's it's fantastic. But uh, yeah, that'll be used. It's it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be collecting dust. We'll put it that way. Mike in Springfield. For those of you under thirty, Oklahoma football would not be what it is without Bud Wilkinson. Very true, Mike. Well, of course. I don't know how many of us here are under thirty, but one hundred percent, yes. I I just I, program guy Bob Stoops for everything that he did. Uh, during that time period to keep things together. And, of course, what he did throughout his coaching tenure at OU, I just think it would be cool to uh, to honor him with something. Uh, I think that would be awesome, especially since he's around the program still so much, too. Well, and also, I mean, you know, you can you can have the building, kind of like the Barry Switzer Center, right? And then you have different named, like the, the, the Eddie Gibbs coaches locker room, the, you know, the Roy Williams, uh, um, is it the weight room that's Roy's? Well, yeah, um, so the Everest Training Center, I think he donated a lot of money back then to help that, but is it technically the Roy Williams weight room now? Is that is that what it's named, well, the Switzer I, Center? It, it's, I, I guess my overarching point is there are other naming opportunities past just the building. Right? Oh, yeah, like sure, can, sure, yeah. You yeah, can yeah. continue inside the building to name different rooms, name different recovery centers, the the recovery center, the practice field, the—I mean, trust me, when when they're selling when they're selling sponsorships to this building, they will uh, they will exhaust those opportunities. Come on in, guys, to the Brahms wide receiver room. Come on, let's go. Uh, let's go get some film. Is that is that what you're saying? There's going to be uh, company yeah. names and uh, <laughs> position group meetings now. Absolutely, absolutely. Try to- as as it should. I mean, it's um, who is it? Uh, is it UCLA? that names all of their, like, coaches and everything like that after, like, historic coaches. Like, um, I'll have to look it up. But each coach's position, I think, has a longer title because it's named after somebody that was a coach in that in that uh, um, sport. Huh. Interesting. Let me look that up. Zane says you could just name the building Texas Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it would serve the purpose, yeah. Just an upside-down horn. Yeah, just an upside-down longhorn on the building, sure. Uh, Sooner Wigs, it should be called the Josh Jarbo Complex. You people, oh my gosh. We're already going there with things like that. Wilkinson Center, he created the monster, the 69 and under club. Uh, the Vermejo Center, that's Michael from OKC. That's the uh, the favorite destination spot of one Lincoln Riley. Uh, hi there, gents. I was leaving Sealing today, and I saw a sign saying, Road to the Big House, Take State, SHS, Love Small Towns. Yes, well, 
Good luck to uh, all those schools, A- including Weatherford. Did you did you see this today? Weatherford won the quarterfinal uh, matchup against Newcastle. OU has an offer out to C.J. Nixon out of uh, Weatherford, and he dropped 19 points today, which was a team high. So wow. C.J. Nixon can ball and he can play some football as well. I mean, that's uh, you know Jacoby Johnson, Samuel Masigo. I'm I'm down with the, uh, the the football players that can hoop. Athlete, I mean, the more athletic, the better, right? That's what we're learning about Anthony Richardson. Apparently, he's now, Jeez. you know, the number one pick because uh, he's got a great broad jump. Oh, somebody's going to offer the way that they're talking about Anthony Richardson, Travis. Someone's going to offer the Bears five first round picks uh, just to get to that number one spot to go draft him. Yeah, yeah, Jeez. surely. I mean, forget the guy can't, you know, actually play quarterback that well. Um, but, man, those athletic numbers are off the charts. Uh, the Teddy Lehman Cafeteria is on here, and I like this one from the 405. Will they do three, co- uh, three cone drills in the Brahms wide receiver room? <laughs> yes. Ooh, that's quality. <laughs> that's very, very quality. I like that's that a qual- lot. That's quality text. Um, but we said it multiple times, but with, you know, what they're talking about this facility is going to look like, it looks like it could be, if not the nicest in college football, certainly one of the nicest. And when we talk about facilities and how much they matter and what kids really care about, a facility like this is what kids actually really care about. I mean, sure, they care about the stadium and, and all that, that. That goes along with it. But this is where they're going to spend a majority of their time is in a facility like that. Right. And not only that, Tyler, but when you know, I, I know the question's often asked, well, how do facilities really help recruiting, right? Doesn't it, doesn't it uh, mean more to develop kids and win? You know, of course, of course. But it's like going to a restaurant, Tyler, and getting some really runny ranch dressing or some some pre-made frozen chicken tenders or something like that or going to an Italian place and they have bad spaghetti. Like, there are certain things that are just – that tip you off to how they do other things, right? Like, if you have a place that has really runny, watered-down ranch dressing, then they're probably skimping in other areas where it might be more meaningful, right? If you walk in – to a facility and you know that they've invested nearly 200 million dollars in this thing and you're walking around and everything is state-of-the-art everything is beautiful everything is well designed everything has a purpose then they can say well if they're willing to do this with its facilities how are they how are they in every other aspect of the program and i and i think if if they were to skimp on facilities they might say oh where else are they skimping where what should i be worried about well you can either use this $175 million, Travis, and build a new facility right outside the stadium, or you can just talk the Jaguars owner down. Like, he's trying to sell his super yacht for $200 million. Could you talk him down to just 175 put it over there in Lake Thunderbird, and just have your football facility there? It supposedly is nicer, nicer than a five-star hotel. So just an idea. You could have the first football mm. facility on water at OU. Hmm. We uh, don't give uh, don't give Miami any ideas. Oh God, seriously. Ruiz might uh, Ruiz might line up to uh, line up to buy that. But man, I, like, where do you even do you list that on like boat trade? like auto trader, yeah. like eBay, it, like it's on the auto you- trader you get at the gas station. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah, a little nice little fishing boat here. Here's a nice pontoon. Oh, here's here's the Jaguars owner. $200 million super yacht. Okay. <laughs> oh, here's a number below to call. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll call this guy. Like, whoever lists that, I mean, I imagine you have to list it like a house. I'd imagine the uh, – give me some of the commission on that guy. God, no kidding. $200 million for a super yacht. 
it's going to cost more than what OU's massive football facility is. Wow. Uh, you have to, let's see, ki- kiz- oh, he, he names it uh, Kismet, K-I-S-M-E-T. He's, he's, uh, he's put it on the market, but I'm with you. Like, I have no idea what market that actually is. Its accommodations <laughs> have been described as better than a five-star hotel, and it's been seen with a 3D-printed Jaguar on the bow. Huh. Well, I guess you're just going after somebody that really likes Jaguars, yeah, I guess. I guess so. Kind of, kind of pigeonholing yourself, aren't you? <laughs> right. 405. Yeah, you can't sell it to a Tampa Bay Bucks fan or a Miami Dolphins fan or anything like that. 405-651-3439. We'll get to more of your texts, more college football next. Keep it locked on the ref. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. At 405-651-3439. It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. We're the home of Sooner fans. You know, there's a lot going on right now at the Pac-12 basketball tournament. Sure, they're playing hoops out there, but that's not really the main storyline. Uh, you got Pac-12 reporters out there reporting that, hey, the Pac-12 conference CEO group had a board meeting on Tuesday, and it was very uh, productive. The 10 schools remain committed to each other and the Pac-12, all that. My question is this, Travis. Like, for OU fans, and, and the text line is the perfect like, – that's the perfect you know way to, to gauge reaction on this, but do OU fans really care about what happens to the Pac-12 and even the future of the Big 12? Like, do they want to see the Big 12 add the four corner schools, or do they want to see it all burned down, or they just really not care and they're just focused on the SEC? Because this is a major, major move for collegiate athletics if the Pac-12 was to basically disappear and be completely irrelevant. I just wonder how OU fans feel about it if they don't care at all because they're heading to the SEC. You know, I don't feel like you ever want your your ex to do better, right, Tyler? It's like, oh, 100%. man. Man, they uh, all when 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 we were there, we were you know carrying the league the entire time and not you know being financially compensated like some of our peers in the sport. And now all of a sudden we leave and oh man, now they maybe they get a couple more playoff berths, maybe somebody wins a national title. Not saying that the four corner schools are going to you know you know guarantee that by any means, but I I do think OU fans kind of are thinking to themselves. Hey, when we're gone, I hope you get used to, you know, a lot less attention, a lot less success, at least on the top end. I, th- I think that's what they're wanting. Don't you think so? Yeah, I, I honestly get this feel of just, I, I like, just they just don't care, <laughs> you know? I And maybe there's some that want the Big 12 to be awful and not relevant and all that, but I think for the most part, people just see that, Better and more exciting days are coming. I don't feel a strong feeling all that much for OU fans on this, even though that it is a massive story. I could Maybe be not. wrong. Again, text line can correct me on that if I am wrong, and we'll read those. But I just I don't feel a whole lot of reaction going on with this. Yeah, I feel like maybe more um, maybe more feelings might be involved with OSU's future. Sure. Like yeah. like if you were to say, hey, do you care what happens to the Big 12 in the future? Probably people are, you know, pretty noncommittal on that. But if you say, hey, what do you want OSU to do once OU leaves? And I think people would talk about it a little bit differently because we've, you know, 
a lot of people, especially OSU fans, thought, you know, OSU, they've been the second or third best team in the Big 12 for a long time, and their record kind of reflects that. But, I mean, it doesn't look like they are really – uh, set to take over that top spot as far as kind of uh, consistently being the best team once OU leaves. And it looked like they were set up that way for a while. They're not now. Uh, 918, no one cares about the Big 12 or Pac-10. Uh, this one says, want to win Big 12 on the way out and care about doing good in the SEC uh, right away. Cody says, I wish the Big 12 was good enough to keep OU and Texas. It's sad, but new, bigger, and better things ahead. I hope the Big Twelve thrives. So, right, I think I'm, I think I'm slightly petty when it comes to it, Tyler, because I, you know, you and I both, you know, last year talking, you know, talking about those post game shows and everything like that. It was, it was tough for all of the Big Twelve fans to be like, well, that's why we don't even need OU in Texas. We don't need you bums, oh, man. We've got teams like TCU and Kansas State and all that. We don't need you bums. It's hilarious that you guys are on your way out, can't even make the Big Twelve championship. Okay, okay. So there's a little bit of that. Okay, we'll we'll see. I don't I don't give a blank four letter word there about the little twelve. LOL says the four hundred five. Ardmore sooner Big Twelve can survive, but don't care. So I guess most people just uh, don't care about it. Here's one thing that we will care. Remember, uh, Kyle Whittingham, he was quite the fan favorite around here in the Utah Utes, you know? And if the Big 12 adds Utah, then you might be counting on Kyle Whittingham and Utah to knock more of those teams off that you really hate like he did twice last year. Hey, hey. The Kyle Whittingham love may not be going anywhere anytime soon if they are in the Big 12 soon. You know, what do you think about uh, what do you think about OSU's scrimmage that they're having? Uh, the thirty-minute I mean, like open greet practice that they have. Greet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it confused with last year whenever they just had a glorified practice well, that, session because wasn't like said. injuries or something. Yeah, that's what I said. They they didn't have enough to uh, to to scrim- I don't feel like they've had a legit spring game in about six years. Well, but that's what's funny, and I know they don't have the attendance that OU does for theirs for a myriad of reasons, but OU treats theirs like a massive recruiting weekend. You know, they've got, you know, 60,000 people there at least, and, you know, they obviously we have Heisman statues to unveil and this, that, and the other, a lot of events surrounding it, but it's just then you just look at Stillwater and, yeah, they didn't have one last year because what, what did they say? They had injuries or something like that, I, I believe so. it was. Like, oh, we're not going to have it. And then this year, oh, they're, uh, they're doing some construction, so we're just going to have a little, little meet and greet. Like, good Lord. Like, you've got to start taking some of that stuff seriously. Could you imagine if Brent just said or OU just said, yeah, all right, we're just not going to have a spring game. All good. We'll have like a 30-minute meet and greet. And I know some people roll their eyes about the spring game and the talking points out of it, but it would be a very big deal if OU just decided not to have a spring game. Yeah, and like construction, that's a little bit better of a reason than last year was, oh, we've just got some injuries and whatnot, we're just, we're just not going to have it. Like, Could you imagine if OU did that? That would be the biggest, like, oh, sorry, we've got some injuries. You know, our quarterback depth isn't really what we need it to be uh, right now. Uh, uh, speaking last year, of course, eh, we're just not going to have it. We're just going to work out a little bit. So if you guys want to come uh, around the stadium, we'll have some tables set up, 30 minutes, get your picture taken, and then uh, get on out of here. <laughs> it's like seeing Santa Claus or something. That's how they do it. Exactly. <laughs> Line up to get your picture, picture made. Uh, I hope the Big 12 does well. OSU, hope they crash and burn. That's from MSR. 
Uh, Oklahoma, Johnny, I'd like to see the Big 12 expand to be a successful conference, primarily for OSU to do well and not fall into insignificance. My allegiance is OU number one, then the Oklahoma schools, including OSU. Okay, uh, I'll miss the Big 8, don't care about the Big 12. Big 12 can survive, but don't care. So there's kind of the uh, – there's, there's, a, uh, there's several texts there on a, a how OU fans think. You know, some OU basketball fans are a little bummed about, yeah, I mean, the SEC is going to be fun. It might be a, a better avenue to win in that conference compared to the Big 12, but the Big 12 basketball tournament in Kansas City, it is just so much fun with Power and Light District right across the street. It's just such a great event. And I've only, I've only been there once, but it is a really awesome event, Travis. The thing is, I was looking into where the SEC has been holding its basketball tournaments and where it's going to be holding its basketball tournaments in the future. And I'm not saying it's going to have the same environment as Kansas City, but Nashville ain't a bad place to spend a weekend. The SEC Mm. basketball tournament will be in Nashville through 2035, so the foreseeable future. That's I I could get down with that one. Uh, You you can send me to Nashville, please. Absolutely, I'm there. I think uh, I think Tyler. It sounds like we need to uh, set up some remotes for uh, you know <laughs> yeah, here in yeah. a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Does uh, Blake Shelton has a bar in Tishomingo, Old Red? Does Blake have a bar in Nashville? Does anyone know? Surely, native Surely. Oklahoma guy. Surely, he would want the home of Sooner fans out there hanging out for a week, huh? I'm sure, I'm sure Toby's got some uh, connections. I'm yeah. sure old Toby Keith's got some connections in in Nashville. I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can work something out. Let's call Toby. Let's call Blake Shelton. Let's call Reba McIntyre. Let's call anyone that we need to to set up a radio remote for multiple days on Broadway. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get the text line carried away again in naming every single country musician that's from the state of Oklahoma. Seriously, I, I know <laughs> those are some of the best days uh, on the text line right there. Oh, I know, but, I love it. But it is like yeah, pulling down I'll, a YouTube rabbit hole uh, right? once you get but on yeah. a subject like this. I'm definitely down to go to Nashville. And uh, coming up next at the top of the hour, we will talk to Reba McIntyre about her thoughts of the OU Ole Miss matchup coming up later on this afternoon. That's the SEC content we need, buddy. That's that's what we're there for. Absolutely. All right, All right we'll close up hour number one. Coming up next, keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Visit choose.va.gov. Canvas Construction bringing you this hour of the rush, mold testing, mold removal. Cavens can do that and a whole lot more. CavensConstruction.com or give them a call 405-573-3048. Text line is confirming that Blake Shelton, he has an old red. Uh, I've been there one time. It's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty cool place in Tishomingo. But the original is in Nashville and there is a location well, in Vegas as well. Hell, how convenient. Uh-huh. I think Blake Shelton's stepping down from The Voice, correct? So he's going to have some free time. Maybe he can be our setup guy on the remote, huh? We'll give him a setup fee and everything. I mean, he'd probably do it for free. <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. Probably do it for free. He's just, he sounds like a great guy. Yeah, he can, uh, he can hop on the show if he wants to. If he wants I to suppose we'll let him. Yeah, so uh, Nashville will be the side of the SEC basketball tournament for the foreseeable future. I'm going to guess Atlanta is going to be the site of the SEC football championship game in the very near future and maybe forever because it's kind of like the college football capital right now. 
there's been a thought of, well, with OU and Texas in the league, like, could they shift it to Jerry World? Maybe. I, I don't know what the contract looks like for Atlanta in the SEC championship. I, I'm not sure. I, I would guess it would probably be in Atlanta. That's that's one of the very few downsides about the SEC, is that forever, Travis, we've taken advantage of, oh, well, OU's playing in the Big 12 championship in Arlington? That's a very short drive down. You could do it in one day if you want to, but that's an easy trip to make to see your team play in a conference championship. That's really not going to be the case anymore in any sport. See, and uh, in, in Tyler, I, I want you to tell me kind of what, what side of the fence you lean on. Do you care more about ease of travel to destination or destination itself? Um. Well, for a conference championship game, I would say the ease of it just because – I am probably like most people, and I don't have a budget to be able to go to a conference championship game that requires a flight and two or three college football playoff games that require travel, too. Like, I I think a lot of people have to pick, like, you know, maybe one or the other, or at most they can do two destinations. And it's a lot harder when you got to fly to Atlanta as opposed to drive to Arlington. So for a conference championship, I would prefer, like, being able to drive somewhere. See, I, and I think we've we've discussed this before. It, it's got to be really far for me not to drive. Yeah, Atlanta's drivable. I mean, it's not a short drive, but you can you can do it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where where I kind of fall on it is. I'd rather a cool destination, and I'll make a road trip out of it, and I will get there for less money, and uh, you know, have control of the car. If, uh, you know, I want to stop for a bite to eat, or if I want to stop at the world's biggest ball of yarn, uh, I can do that. But that yeah. definitely sounds like that would be on the way from uh, Norman to Atlanta. By the way, somewhere in Mississippi, <laughs> no doubt about it. I do want to give a quick update on baseball. Uh, I know uh, the app listeners are uh, tuned into baseball right now, of course. Uh, but Kendall Pettis just scored on a wild pitch, according to the OU Baseball Twitter. OU leads 8-6 to six going to the ninth. So uh, OU Baseball was down early um, in much of the game to UNLV after beating them yesterday, and they are uh, looking for the uh, little midweek sweep. Weren't they down 6 nothing in this game? 5 nothing, 6 nothing, and they rallied to yeah, take the lead going there. to the ninth? Yeah, it was up there. It was quite the rally. Because they've, I mean, the baseball team, after... You know, early on, they had the loss uh, to Abilene Christian, lost the series to Cal Baptist right out of the gate. I mean, they're they're putting something together. I mean, as long as the pitching uh, keeps on improving, they've won five of their last six. This would be six of the last seven if they're able to hold on today um, as uh, Houston uh, comes to town this weekend. Well, you've got or we two, go to Houston. We go to Houston. Sorry, you've got two hitters hitting over four hundred right now. Who are your yeah. everyday players for you? I'm not sure what Anthony McKenzie has done today. But through 12 games going into today, he had 20 hits in 12 games and a 426 average, which is like third in the Big 12. Well, Dakota Harris, Dakota Harris just got done uh, being voted the Frisco uh, Most Valuable Player, yep. uh, the Frisco Classics Most Valuable Player. Had two different games where he had four hits. Yeah, no, he's... I think he had 10 hits in three games. I mean, they're they're putting the bat on the ball. There's no doubt. And Tyler, any team that has Skip Johnson. They're going to get better and better on the mound. Hour two's next. 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the